So I want you to, if you're taking notes, to write down handling the holidays. Handling the holidays. We know that, that uh, tradition and, and everything would call this, the, this time of the year holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas. And we know what these holidays are about and we know what we're celebrating. Thanksgiving is an awesome time of the year. Uh, thanks, Christmas is an awesome time of the year. Um, if, if there's people that don't like those times, that's their thing. I love this time of the year. I love when it gets cold. I love the Christmas lights. I love this, the so- songs. I love Thanksgiving. I love this time of the year, personally. You don't have to jump on that train with me, but I love this time of the year. But at the same time, I understand this can be a difficult time of the year for a lot of people. And so because of usually family. So I want to talk about this. And I had somebody reach out to me this week. Um, and, and just say, Lord, uh, Pastor, pray for me. Uh, give me some counsel. Give me some wisdom on how I should handle this. I'm, I'm really going through some hard times. Um, I've lost somebody recently really close, and I just am depressed, and I'm down. And uh, I just really felt led to mention tonight uh, to you guys how we can handle those times. Because every one of us has lost somebody, lost a loved one. And at this time of the year, uh, there's going to be ter- certain, I was talking to my mom. Um, and by the way, Pastor Andrew's doing really good. He's home. He's really doing really well. And if you don't know why he was in the hospital, you can talk to me about that later. It wasn't anything serious. Everything's good. Um, but they're home, and he's doing well. But I was talking to my mom today as I was driving her uh, home, or maybe it was yesterday, and we were just talking about how she misses her mom. Her mom's been gone for 20 years. And so it doesn't matter how long somebody's been gone. You know, this time of the year comes around, and there's a lot of things we do as families. We get together and we have a Thanksgiving dinner. You get together for Christmas. You get together for all these different festivities. Schools have things. Uh, uh, your work has things. We do things as a church. We do all these different things to celebrate. And, of course, this isn't a message to, to this particular one. isn't talking about that Christ is the reason. We know that. Amen. That's a different message. But this is just handling the holidays. Handling is this whole time uh, that, the, that the world calls the holidays. Amen. And uh, on that note, make sure you say Merry Christmas. Amen. Not Happy Holidays. Keep Jesus in there. Amen. Make sure you share that this, this year. But this is only the middle of November, so I'm kind of getting us ready. I don't want to wait until it's too late. I, don't, I want you to enjoy the holidays. I want you to enjoy Thanksgiving and Christmas. I want you to enjoy this time. And so I know there's some people, uh, I, know, I know many people recently, within the last year, within the last two years, within the last three years, have lost loved ones. Uh, recently, people in our church... Uh, Johnny just mentioned he just lost his grandma. Um, Adrian lost her father about two months ago. Um, there's been different people who've lost people just recently. And then, uh, you know, you got people who are coming up on anniversaries. And it's, it's the first Christmas. It's the second Christmas. It's the fifth Christmas. It doesn't ever get any easier when you love somebody. But I started thinking about that. And, and, and this is a time uh, that should be a beautiful time and an awesome time and a time of joy. But for a lot of people, it's a time of depression. And it's a time of loneliness. And it's a time where you, where you miss people that, that you grew up. You know, like, my, thank God that my parents are still here. But my mom always, all our lives growing up, made birthdays really special, made Christmas really special. She's just good at that. She, she's good at giving cards. She's good at doing all these things just to make those, those celebrations special. So obviously, if my mom wasn't here, I would miss all those things that she's doing. So you have, you know, people in your life that are close to you that are not around, or maybe they're still here, but you don't have the same relationship with them that you used to have. There's a whole lot of different dynamics to that. 
But I really wanted to show you a story, and it's kind of early in, in November to talk about uh, this story. But I want to look at it from a different angle in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 8. And I want to talk to you about three lonely sets of people. Okay, three lonely sets of people. And, and, and so I want, I want you to, to look at this tonight, and as you're looking at it, I want you to, to get a perspective, a godly perspective, of looking at the glass half full and not half empty. Amen? And so in this story, you've read this story a million times, especially if you've been saved very long around Christmas time, and, and you've heard the story uh, of Jesus being born to Mary and the, the shepherds in the field and, and, uh, and, and how Jesus came into this world and the birth of, of our Savior and all these different things. But I want to show you three sets of people in a few verses here that at the moment that Jesus came, he, he came at a time and these people were at, at their lowest moments. And I want to I encourage you tonight in the word, that, and this is at this time of the year, but any time of the year, that when you're at your lowest moment, that's the greatest moment to turn things around. Amen. When you're at your saddest, deepest, depressing moment of your life, when it seems like everything seems to be the worst, it's an opportunity to see God turn that around and you to have the attitude of faith and change that situation from a bad situation into a good situation. How many know that's the God that we serve tonight? Amen. That can do that. He can turn situations around if we give him the opportunity. Amen. So Luke 2, 8 says there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Now we know we don't, you don't have to have been a shepherd to understand that's a lonely place. They didn't have electricity like we do tonight. You can imagine as they're out there as shepherds in the field at night, in the cold, and, 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 and all they had was the stars and the, and, the, and the moon, and it was lonely out there, and they were doing their job. And at this time, as you can imagine, at the, if we think this is an awesome time to celebrate Christmas, can you imagine how it was in the, in the air when Jesus was coming to the earth? Can you imagine what that first time of Christmas was? Amen. The spirit in the air that something was happening in, in, in that, that's that's something that especially for us as Christians, as we look at this time of the year as as why we celebrate Christmas, why we know that Jesus Christ is the reason for the season, as they say, as we look at that, we, we get excited. And, we, and, a, and a true believer will always look at, at the lights or anything else and it will just remind us of the light that came into this world and the excitement of this time. This time is, the, is one of my favorite times of the year because I'm thinking about the birth of my Savior. Amen. Although I think about it all year. Amen. But there's something about this. There was an excitement in the air and, and something was happening in the city. And they, they knew something was going on, but they're out there in the middle of nowhere with the flock. So they were lonely. How many have ever been in that place in your life where it seems like everything's going on somewhere else? Amen. You're missing out on something. And you feel like you're left out. So the, these were the shepherds. The first group of people were like that. They were, they were not handling the festivities very well. They were alone. But it says, verse 9, this is what, what God will do if you have the right attitude tonight. God will visit you in your loneliness. It says, and behold, an angel, the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, and watch this, I will bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. 
For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Amen? And so we see in this first set of people, the shepherds, as they're lonely, as they're at a time of their greatest loneliness and depression, all alone, missing out on everything, God says, I know that that everything's happening over here, where all the hustle and bustle is, but I'm going to go reach out to these people that I love that feel like they're abandoned and they're alone. Amen? And so the first thought as we go forward in this for a couple minutes is, if this is a time in the past where you might still love Christmas time, you might love winter, you might love this time of the year, but you're lonely or you miss a loved one, this is an opportunity for you to, to really fall more in love with God. Amen. To build your relationship with the Lord like never before and to realize that he is your peace. He is your joy. He is your happiness. He is your thanksgiving. He is everything. Amen. And it doesn't matter if you've lost someone. We're not we're not taking away from the fact that you've lost someone. But you can say, God, you're going to replace that person. God, you're going to fill that void. God, you're going to be my joy in this time. Amen. I do miss that person. That person's not around anymore. But I'm going to I'm going to draw closer to you and know that God at your deepest, loneliest place. God will reach out to you. Just like we see here in the story. Amen. And then we go on to see the verses there that there'll be a sign to you. Verse 12, you'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And then the angel, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know what this shows me? This shows me I can have a Holy Ghost party all by myself. Amen. I can be at my lowest, deepest, loneliest, depressed place with nothing's going on. God can visit me and and I can be having a party. Do you realize that not only that angel came and gave him good news, but then it goes on to show that a multitude of the heavenly host began to praise God. I mean, it turned into a praise party. Amen. They, They were all alone and depressed and it turned into a praise party. They got excited and and, and God God was like, I'm taking this to you. Amen. I believe that there was something in the shepherd's heart that was drawing near to God at their loneliness. Okay. now we know that God can reach out to you just out of his grace because he says, hey, I need to visit this person. And and they they could have been at that place or it could have just been they could have just been saying, God, even though I'm, I'm down, even though I'm out here all by myself, would you visit me? And they were praying to God and God showed up. Amen. I believe that these this year God can show up for your situation. Amen. And physically, mentally, spiritually, financially. Amen. Then it says, so it was verse 15, when the angels had gone away from them into heaven, that the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. Amen. And then look down, go all the way down to verse 20. Or 19, and Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And verse 20 says, then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told them. How about this being the best year of revelation of the word of God for you ever? 
Amen. How about at the end of the year you say, man, this has been the best Thanksgiving. This has been the best Christmas. This has been the best end of the year that I've ever had. I've drawn closer to God than I've ever drawn before. I'm more in love with the Lord than I've ever been before. It's not just about a celebration or about some kind of thing that goes on at this time of year or gifts. It's about Jesus. It's about drawing closer to my Savior. And these shepherds, hey, they had gifts. They brought gifts. They did all these things that happened, but they came back praising the Lord, it says and glorifying him for all the things they'd seen and heard. Amen. The second one in verse 25 is Simeon. Second group of people. Well, he's just a person. I had to say group of people for the shepherds. Verse 25 says, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout. And he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God. Watch this. And said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the faces of all the people, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Now, what you got to understand about this man, Simeon, is he, the Bible doesn't really mention here anything else about his family or anything, but it's, it's most likely he was an older man. He might have lost his wife. He might have never had one. He might have had, not have had any kids around. But obviously, from the, from the text of the story, we're seeing that he was probably an older person, and he was in his last days and, or months, and he was waiting for the promise that God said, I'm going to let you see your salvation before you go. And so he was at a time where he was saying, I'm not going to let the depression of not having anybody around get me down. I'm going to get something from God. I'm going to see my salvation. I'm going to see it with my own eyes. There was a tendency in him and a a steadfastness in him to say, you know what? It's great to have people around me. It's great to be with family. But hey, I, I know that God is my source. Amen. And because he stayed the course, watch this, because he stayed the course and because he he stayed uh, excited and he stayed happy and he stayed fulfilled in his relationship with God. Because of that, guess what? God used him. Watch this. God used him to reach out to Joseph and Mary. He was an evangelist. He was a prophet. He was a bringer of good news to Joseph and Mary. He was somebody that God used to confirm that Jesus Christ was. How many know that if you put yourself in Joseph and Mary's place tonight, that was not an easy thing. That's a whole nother story, but we don't have to go on that tonight to know they were in a difficult place. And they have that child. And how many now, how many of you at that moment when you had been promised that this was the the son of God and you were given birth to the king after they swallowed that pill? Okay, that was a pill in itself. After they swallowed that pill and understood that and said, okay, we're going we're gonna to grasp this. Okay, you're going to give birth to, this, to God. Okay, and I had nothing to do with it. And 
all that. Okay, that's a whole nother thing. After they swallow that, then the baby comes. She has the she has the all the nine months. They have all the things they go through. Then they got to go out of town. They have all the roughness of getting to the place that they needed to go. Then they get there and there's no place to have the baby. And then they put them in a manger. How many know that there had to have been some shaking of faith there? God, is this really you? Why are we in a manger? Why are you bringing your son out in this place? Can I have a place of a little more comfort? Can we, can we glorify your name in a little more? How many have ever felt embarrassed maybe by what you had to give God? Right? right? And so they're thinking, man, God, this isn't a very good place. And I would think that when he was born in that manger, they might have had their face shook a little bit. Like, God, where are you at? How, think about that. How is it possible that, that you're God and you're going to have you're going to bring your son into this world. And you did all this amazing thing in me. You gave me a baby in my stomach by the Holy Spirit. But you can't have a hotel room ready for us. Wow. Wow. Y'all think about that. I like to think real. I like to think things through. So they had to have had their faith shaken a little bit when the, they said there's no room. Now, we know God had a plan in that, but he didn't really tell them that. So they're out there in the manger and they have the baby and there's animals all around. And then the shepherds came. And so when the shepherds came, that was the first group. And they, told, they brought the gifts and, and everything. They confirmed so they're feeling a little bit better. But then once they left there, they, it was, how many know it's, it's from victory to victory? From glory to glory. But from victory to victory, there's a battle in between. From glory to glory, there's a fight in between. We've been talking about that. So they got one victory when the shepherds showed up, but then they're probably down in their faith as they're getting to the temple. And now because this man kept a good attitude and knew how to handle the holidays, he's used by God to give a word to Joseph and Mary. Y'all reading the same Bible I am? He comes in. Let's read it again. It says he took him up, up in his arms and blessed God. How many have ever gotten a word from God through either God directly or through somebody that gave you a word that you knew it was God and it confirmed everything you were going through? It gave you peace in your spirit. It was on time. You knew that God, you not person knew nothing about you. How many know that when Simeon grabbed that baby and lifted him up in the air and said these words, Lord, now you're letting your servant depart in peace according to your word, for my eyes have seen your salvation. When he said that word, it had to have made Joseph and Mary feel good. They said, okay, Lord, you're with us again. You just confirmed through this man, this is the Savior. A light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people, Israel. Look at verse 33. I'm going to close up. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. That was an on-time word. Why? Because Simeon said, I'm not going to let the depression or the loneliness or the things I've lost or all these things get me down at this time of the year. I'm going to keep my head high. I'm going to be excited. I'm going to let God use me. Amen? Because let me throw this in real quick so I don't forget it. What you have to do to make it to handle the holidays or to handle a birthday or to handle some time of the year when it's difficult is you've got to learn. I told this person this this week. I said, you've got to learn to look at what you have, not at what you don't have. That's a big key to fulfillment in God. Look at what you have not lost, not what you have lost. 
You can get so caught up in missing a person around your life that is important. We're not taking away from the fact that that mother, that father, that aunt, that uncle, that son, that brother, that friend is not important. They're important. But you can get so caught up looking for that one person and missing that one person that all the people around you that God has given you, you don't see them. And you take for granted the, the people that are standing by your side. How many get that? And the devil will focus on that. Don't you miss that person? Oh, remember when you used to do this? Oh, remember when they used to bake that? Oh, remember when they used to say this? And you'll get so caught up in that that you'll miss out all the new people God's bringing into your life that are going to bless you and that you're going to bless. Amen? That are going to bless you and that you're going to bless. Because as long as you're on this life like Simeon, as you're on this earth, you are, you are here for a reason. You're here to make a difference. So they marveled. They used, God used them to touch Joseph and Mary. And then it says, watch this, verse 34, Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Amen? So it gives them a powerful word. The third one, as I close tonight, two verses here, is Anna. The prophetess Anna, the, the woman of God who is now a widow. If she's a widow and there's no mention of children in these scriptures, it's very likely nobody's around. She's lonely. Now I want you to think about that this year, not just the people that you know. This, this, this is something, we, as we close tonight, I want you to get this thought. Are you going to sit back this year and be selfish? And sulk in your loneliness or depression or the people you're missing or even be worried about, well, what's somebody going to give me or what am I going to get out of this? Or, or are you going to use this year, this time, these holidays, these moments, these celebrations to reach out to somebody and share Jesus? Amen. What are you going to do with this year? What are you going to do with these opportunities? This is a great opportunity to reach out to that person who's down. There are going to be a lot of lonely people in the next 50 days. I don't know if that's a good number. I'm guessing somewhere around there. Until the end of the year, there's going to be a lot of lonely people. There's going to be a lot of people eating at a restaurant all by themselves that have no family that you can go over and say a word to. Just a word. Jesus loves you. Merry Christmas. God bless you. Something. Amen. There's people sitting around. This woman was a widow. She was by herself. Verse 36, there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher, going all the way back to 2 Kings. And she was of great age and had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. Watch this. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. She allowed God. She said, you know what? I'm not going to sulk in the fact that I'm all by myself. I'm going to tell people about Jesus. Amen. There's a joy about telling people about Jesus. Amen. Now, this can go a lot of ways, and I'll ask the musicians to come tonight. This can go a lot of ways, a lot of things you're going through this year. Don't be selfish. That's the biggest thing you need to realize is you're in this time of the year. That should be all year, but don't, 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 be, don't try to act like this isn't a year that our senses aren't heightened. This is a time of the year when our senses are heightened to these things. And this is also a time of the year where, like I said, people are the most depressed and the most lonely and the most 
forsaken, so to speak, the most forgotten. And so this is an opportunity for us to say, God, I want you to use me this year more than you've ever used me before. I want to be a smile to somebody. You ever listen, next time you go to Walmart and you're walking through those doors and you see that old lady standing there. Realize that most likely she may be working there because she can't stand her husband and she's bored. That's possible. But it's most likely she's a widow or it's most likely she has no family. It's most likely she needs that job. She's at an old age and she's got to work to be able to pay. Why don't you give her a big smile? Amen. Amen. Why don't you thank her for working? Do something. You, you, how many know you can make someone's day, someone's week, someone's month by just giving them some attention and telling them thank you and telling them, you know, I, I, don't, I could go on and on and on about this, but try, try to, to, to major in the minors over the next two months. Amen. And handle these holidays with the best opportunity. Look at it as an opportunity. And, and again, if you're some of those people I'm talking to tonight that, that get down at this time of the year or you miss somebody, it's okay to miss them. But say, devil, I'm going to take this advantage of missing my family member and I'm going to make somebody else feel good about Jesus. I'm going to do something positive with this. Amen. I'm going to look at that cup half empty and I'm going to make it half full. I'm going to make a difference in this Christmas season. Amen. I'm going to handle these holidays like the shepherds did. Like Simeon did and like Anna did. Amen. How many know, how many times have you read that story? And maybe never thought about those people. Because we do that. That's my, that's my job. That's my call. I'll try to get you to look at something different. And not be so busy with our lives that we don't focus on somebody today. The smile that makes a difference. The, the handshake and look in their eyes that makes a difference. Be sensitive this year. Pray when you get up every morning and say, Lord, I know I'm going to run into somebody today that needs a smile. And when you say that, when you give them that smile, tell them Jesus loves them. Amen? Make them think. Jesus loves you. And if they already have a good smile, say that's a Jesus smile. Amen? Do something to get Jesus into their heart, into their spirit, to make them think. Just take that advantage, but don't be rude, don't be mean, don't be assuming, tip good, amen? Be nice to those people, say thank you when someone comes to the table, don't, don't just because they're serving you don't mean you say, bring me this, can you please bring me this, can I please have another drink, amen? I don't know why I'm on that right now, but it's important, amen? As a believer, we need to act like Christians. Amen. The worst thing somebody could do is walk away from a table of Christians and say, somebody else take this table, please. Amen. The Christians are coming. The ones that stay all night, ask for lots of things and don't tip. Amen. Let's not be those people. Amen. The little things go a long way. Amen. I got I to gotta, uh, brag on the owner of Texas Roadhouse here in Denton. Amen. I think Brenda and Paul know him, but man, that guy, he, uh, I went to lunch with uh, Wayne and Donnie yesterday. Man, that guy gave all day long. He gave food to the veterans free. I mean, I'm not talking about a baked potato. He had like eight options and they chose and got a drink. And that guy got that mic. And, and when we got there and got the mic as we were leaving, I said, he said, I want to thank all the veterans. He says, he said, today, 
this is on me. I'm paying for this. He says, coming out of my pocket. Well, he said, let's give a hand to all these veterans. And they clapped their hands in that restaurant. And man, they, gave, they brought them a chicken fried steak this big. And a baked potato and bread and a drink and said, it's on us. Now, why am I bragging on saying that? Because that's, if, if that guy can do that, he might not even know Jesus. What should we do? And as I was leaving there, I, I had met him before, and I think I, I knew who he was, and I shook his hand. I said, Thank, I said, you a veteran? He said, no. He's not a veteran. But he appreciates what those men and women have done for his country and knows he wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for those people defending his country. Amen? That's the kind of stuff. How many want people to brag on us? This is an opportunity at this time to be extra sensitive, to be extra giving. Don't look at what you can get. Look at what you can give. Amen? Because that's what this season is about, is Jesus giving his best, God giving his best. And this is an opportunity to be the church that God has called us to be. 